0: For the Peterson Automotive Museum, this is Car Stories. My name is AJ. Today, I am joined with Gordon McCall from Gordon McCall's Motorworks Revival and McCallEvents dot com. Gordon, thank you so much for sitting down with me today.
1: AJ, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: You are a, a pillar in the Monterey Car Week world. Uh, you're party kicks off is the official kickoff to monterey car week it's one of the greatest parties i think anybody could go to regardless if you're into cars or airplanes um, but before we start all that how did it all begin for you what is your earliest automotive memory
1: uh, that would go back to probably five six years old i think it's a fairly common story you know or whether it's christmas or a birthday you know you get a matchbox car a corky toy for 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 your present uh, it started there, and it's stuck with me ever since, and it's been a long time. And where did you grow? I grew up in Carmel, California. So you you've been around
0: Pebble Beach since the very beginning.
1: Since I can remember, since, yes, is- my entire life.
0: So as you were growing up, what what was it like going to those events up there because it's really evolved over the years.
1: It's changed a lot, there's no doubt about it. It's um change probably isn't the right word. It's it's evolved is what it's done. You know, the whole car world is uh arguably more interesting today than it was uh 50 years ago, but it's always been exciting. Uh, obviously the Pebble Beach Concours is it's the pinnacle of car shows in the world, and to have everything kind of key off of that, um, but primarily the races, you know, that goes back to the 50s, uh, back when they started road racing in the forest out there. And uh, that's a little bit before my time, but I certainly have fond memories of going out to Laguna Seca. I used to get dropped out there as a kid, you know, back when you could do that with your kids. You know, literally 9, 10 years old, and I'd just wander around Laguna Seca during the Trans Am races or the Can Am races as long as I was back on the street at 5 o'clock. I was good to go. So I've got some amazing memories from that area and I just feel fortunate to still be there. It's, it's a great, it's a great place to live. I have to admit.
0: And as you were growing up, did you think this is something I wanted to become involved, involved with?
1: Well, I knew it from a very early age. You know, with me, uh, I love school, uh, scholastically. I was always a good student, but really sports and cars and motorcycles are what were on my mind at all times. So I knew my path was going to take me in one of those directions. Uh, Uh, I did real well with baseball. It was a big part of my life growing up, but cars and motorcycles always uh, took the advantage. So I started sweeping stores at a Ferrari dealership in Monterey. I'd literally walk from Carmel High School over to Monterey at the end of school so I could go sweep the floors at the Ferrari dealership. They couldn't get rid of me there.
0: What kind of cars were at the dealership then?
1: Uh, Back then it was 308s. uh, you know, Daytonas were not that old at that point, um, so 308 was the new, the newfangled car. Uh, but you know, it was um, wasn't unusual to have a birdcage sitting in the back. Uh, you know, and again, at that time there was no internet, so it's not like I'd go home and Google what I had just experienced. I'd I'd talk to the mechanics, and that's how I learned a lot about cars. Was talking to these guys that were working on them.
0: There had to have been, and, and I think about this a lot. And you you could probably attest to this because there at the time, so many guys. Turning in their Daytona or turning in their two hundred and seventy five to buy the three hundred eight yeah you know because it was get rid of the old used Ferrari and right. let's go buy the newest, latest greatest yeah, thing and
1: you don 't want that one you smell like uh, you smell like gas when you get out of that one. I want the new one you
0: yeah know? <laughs> I mean there had to have been no shortage of guys, you know, and now I would love you know i 'd love to go back i 'm sure they don 't want to go back right, but love to go back and go, so the car you traded in and paid some extra money for. Is now worth eighty grand, right. Or the car, the car you have now is worth eighty grand. The one before it is eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, 000. you
1: know, AJ, no one has that crystal ball, and at that time, yeah. I think it was just kind of what tickled your fancy, you know, because quite frankly, people that were driving Daytonas, even 911s back in the day, it took a, a true enthusiast, you know. Those cars were unusual; they really were, you know. Even in an area like the Monterey Peninsula, that has, um, you know, it's kind of known for a lot of uh, there's a fair amount of affluence there, and uh, you know, savvy people that that are uh, experienced and worldly, and so you wouldn't think a Ferrari would be a rare thing, but even back then, they were kind of few and far between, you know, so you had to be unique. To have a car like that as a daily driver or a weekend a weekend car you know I have such memories of working at that Ferrari dealership I ended up working there they ended up hiring me and it's what really started my career in the automotive world so I I worked through the parts department later as a mechanic and uh, it's kind of a fun story that the owner the owner stopped paying us in the back uh, of the shop we were the ones Hmm. that were paying all the bills uh, working on the cars and we had an ultimatum uh, of you either pay us or we're going to go off and start our own business you know it was one of these One of these uh, young threats, you know, when you're 18 years old, (laughs) you don't know any better. Uh,
0: You're you're hoping he just pays you. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, he ended up not paying us and uh, we opened up our own business, you know, three of us. Who would you open? Downtown Carmel. What was that Ferrari Ferrari shop in downtown Carmel called the Masters? We 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 were an unauthorized Ferrari repair facility. Uh, people would constantly walk into. It. At that time, Clint Eastwood was very very popular, as he still is today uh, to this date. But uh, he had a bar up the street called the Hog's Breath, and uh, people would come into our shop all the time. It was a it was a gas station that we had converted into just a full on repair facility. Uh, which, you know, it's kind of hard to believe in downtown Carmel because it's a place known for art galleries and mm-hmm. bars. Um, and so people would come in constantly asking for the owners. You know, they wanted to know where the owners were. And we just got the biggest kick out of it. We were just a bunch of kids, you know. We we know how to work on cars, but we were just having the time of our lives. It was really a neat opportunity.
0: Did the community – because I've only been to Monterey during Car Week, so mm-hmm. it, it's all things cars when you're up there. But does the the sort of affluent community like that there was a – car repair shop right in the middle of all their art stores and restaurants? You know, we
1: ran a really clean operation. That's always kind of been my MO as far, you know, it's it's one thing to be good at working on the cars, but the whole presentation had to be top drawer. And it was. And I think for that reason, we were really embraced. I mean, it was like a car show for people that were visiting the town and for the locals as well. They'd come by our shop and just be kind of blown away with what we were working on there. This was also a time back uh, in the day with Laguna Seca. This was before a lot of the race teams had major race transporters with shops, you know, mobile shops. So when they'd come up from, say, the previous race at Riverside, mm-hmm. the teams would they'd be looking for a place to stage so they could fix the cars that were, you know, damaged the, the prior weekend. Yeah. They'd use our shop. So, you know, we'd take over Ocean Avenue and Carmel and park race transporters and bring the race cars into our shop. And it was really exciting. And, you know, the locals, as sleepy as it is around there, people love cars in Carmel. They really do. Do you remember any of the specific cars that came through there? Any oh. of the race cars? Oh, yeah, I'll never forget Peter Gregg, uh, with a, with a 9, 930 Porsche that was, uh, you know, he'd just come up from Daytona. The car was pretty mangled and, uh, seeing the Brumos Porsche Transporter parked on Ocean Avenue in front of the park. And then watching Peter get in the car, fire it up, and drive it down Ocean Avenue and over to our shop, which was just one block off of uh, Ocean Avenue, the main street, across from the fire department. And here's Peter Gregg. I mean, I, the guy that I'd read about and, you know, um, it was pretty pretty incredible experience. It really was.
0: So how does he evolve from you working on Ferraris uh, and wrenching on cars to getting more into the events of Monterey?
1: Uh, good question, AJ. Because you know, a lot of times things uh, in your life are not orchestrated. You know, I, I I can't say I had a master plan and this is what I set out to do. And you know, went and got a degree and this, that, or the other. I, I I didn't go that path. You know, I I really didn't. Um, the the event world led from essentially being recruited. Uh, well, I guess next year marks 2016. Marks my 25th year of of producing the Jet Center, uh, the Jet Center event, the kickoff party. So uh it kind of evolved on its own. You know, I used to use that night as a customer appreciation night. These were people that I'd only get a chance to see once a year. My restoration facility was next to a hangar at the Monterey Airport, and it was a really natural thing just to throw a party and – Invite a few folks, and it kind of went from a hundred people and a keg of beer and a hibachi barbecue <laughs> to uh, slightly more. Yeah, to slightly more. Although it's been the same headcount since the year two thousand. You know, we, we host three thousand people. Uh, we limit it. Uh, unlike a lot of events, we do limit it. It's um, you know we like to service everybody there commensurately, and um, it, it's quite a spectacle. I have to confess, stepping aside from it, it's uh, it's an interesting production.
0: It's I, I think it is the one event I look forward to maybe the most uh, during mm. the Monterey Car Week because it, it's. It's definitely the liveliest. Um, And, you know, I've gotten some great interviews for the podcast there. I've, you know, taken great photos, seen great stuff. Give sort of for anyone listening who might not be familiar with it, uh, a synopsis of the event. Because you could probably explain it better than anybody.
1: Well, I don't It's a tough night to explain, AJ. It really is. It's well, a, for you know, some,
0: it's tough to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I'm pretty sure you got it. Well,
1: you know, down. so the way, the easiest thing for me to uh, describe it as, um, as a car enthusiast or an aviation enthusiast, a motorcycle enthusiast, w- whatever it is that you're into. Um, and I happen to be into, a, like a lot of us, I'm into a lot of these things. I'm not just, you know, single, you know, it's my interests aren't just tucked away in a silo. Um, I think that uh, if you were to close your eyes, which we all do every night when we go to sleep, and dream about stuff, cars, planes, boats, jets, all I just try to bring that to life. You know, it really is what I see when my eyes are closed. That's what I try to bring to the Jet Center every year. It's an eclectic collection. I had 28 airplanes there this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's 50-plus cars on display uh, new ones, prototypes, there's manufacturers that support our event, uh, as well as just many privately owned cars that aren't going anywhere else. Um, I've been knocked a little bit over the years. People say, how come there isn't a sign next to the car explaining what it is? go, like, well, that's what you experience when you go to a car show. This is a party. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk to the guy standing next to it? Cause that's probably the guy that built it or raced it to its fame, uh, or, or gal. Um, you know, it engages conversation. So, uh, Mix in some food, wine, martini, you know, you you go down the list. It's um, it's it's an interesting evening, it really is. And I'm flattered. We're credited for creating that whole atmosphere, the whole airplane car thing. Uh, we're pretty much knocked off across the country now. There isn't a major car event uh, that doesn't really have a hangar party that kicks it off, but it's all measured against what we do in Monterey, and I'm really proud of that. It uh, and, keeps us busy.
0: And just for some examples, I mean, you know, I saw golf Nine Seventeen at 17 there uh you know mustang fighter jets uh, g4 you know yeah. private planes somebody pointed out i think for years back there was a space shuttle yeah, there. yeah you, was, you had a spaceship there yeah you had a spaceship there spaceship suborbital
1: but it was a x-core spaceship yep
0: do you do you give thought into oh i got to get this car or i got to get this bike or i got to get this spaceship oh aj is
1: as random as things look there the every element of it is choreographed. I, I, I reach out to, you know, literally everything you see there are conversations and phone calls that I have all year long to make happen. You know, it's, uh, it's, it looks random and it's kind of by design that it looks random because I want it to be comfortable for people, but it's, it's heavily curated, Yeah, you know, and there are things that specifically, I know I'm working for 2016. I really want to hit it out of the park for the 25th. And, uh, I think 25 years of doing anything, 25 years of taking the garbage out is, a, is an accomplishment. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I really want to have uh, a lot of wow factor there. So I'm reaching out for some pretty unique, incredible things. Uh, and it's fun. I enjoy it. I really do. Uh, my wife, Molly, is uh, really instrumental in the organization. There, there's needless to say, there's a, a very serious business side to coordinating all of that that mm-hmm. you see there. And it's incredibly unique to be able to do this at, a, at an airport, you know.
0: And, and there's also a charitable function to
1: it. That's the main reason why we do it. You know, as much as we enjoy getting people together, I love when people have a good time. It's really fun to throw a good party, but uh, we support the California Highway Patrol 1199 Foundation. It's become a very significant fundraiser for that noble cause.
0: And to tell people, I guess, a little bit about the 1199 Foundation.
1: Yeah, so that foundation supports uh, fallen officers' families, uh, officers killed in the line of duty, as well as uh, non-uniformed officers, uh, employees of the California Highway Patrol. Uh, that Again, it's, there isn't a car enthusiast out there, A.J., that doesn't respect what the Highway Patrol do. You know, yeah. we, we all do. It's a way for, uh, it's a way for us to, to help. Uh, you, you'd think being a state agency, you'd think that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed when someone passes, but it's not the case. They, they need help, and the foundation is an amazing support network for for the uh, the officers and their families. It's so uh, it's so well funded now. It's it's quite a popular foundation because it is run incredibly well. It's got a five star rating. It's it's really an above board foundation, 501c3, and uh, we've got now we're we're dishing out scholarships for. Kids of officers and CHP employees that qualify. So there's a full found, uh, scholarship program as well. So it's not just catastrophic loss, which is how it started. Mm-hmm. You know, it's turned into meaningful scholarships now for kids. It's putting kids through school.
0: And this one night of uh, of partying, what can that do for the 1199 Foundation?
1: Uh, we raise six figures there every year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. That shows the uh, charitable nature of the guests that we have. You know, they get it.
0: And what are some of the other events you were tied in with in the Monterey Car Week?
1: Well, I co-founded uh, the Quail event. We're 14 years into that event. Um, I was with the Pebble Beach Concourse for 28 years, started uh, parking cars there as a volunteer going to Carmel High School and ended up as a judge. And then uh, saw the uh, I saw a little bit of a gap on the peninsula. Um, Pebble was getting bigger and bigger. Uh, no disrespect to the show whatsoever, but it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, you know... I really like what I'm doing at the Jet Center, kind of that keeping a head count uh, limited mm-hmm. and just servicing everybody. Why can't we do that with a car show as well? So uh, uh, I'm very close with the ownership at Quail Lodge and uh, pitched the idea of why don't we do a restricted, uh, you know, limited head count uh, event and make it uh, a, little, a little lighter. You know, the quality of the cars is really, really high, but uh, let's take the judging off the table. Let's make this uh, a little more about fun uh, than it is about getting your car judged. And you know we've created a very unique event uh, in that 14 years later, no one else is doing an all-inclusive ticket that uh, treats everyone as a five-star VIP.
0: And, and, and this is going to sound like it's mostly me just uh, sucking up because I do go to these events. But these truly are the two best events of the whole Monterey Car Week, especially with the quail. I, th- at the end of the day, I go, oh, and there's also cars here. There's, there's so much good food. There's so much to take in, to do, to see, um, you know, you can walk around for hours and then go, Oh, let's check out some of the cars. (laughs) You've got some great, you do the fireside chats, which I love. Um, those are fun. You you do some great interviews. It's just, it's, it, it, it truly is. It's pebble beach, but very laid back. Mm -hmm. It's very casual. Um, you're right. There isn't that sort of and, and no disregard to Pebble, there mm-hmm. isn't that stress of have the judges come yet, when the award ceremony, yeah. uh, what's going on. And, you, have, you know,
1: there's a place for that. And I respect the daylights out of Pebble Beach yeah. for that, you know. And there's, there's other shows that that's, that's the avenue they go down. I, I totally respect that, you know, uh, especially being a car enthusiast and in the restoration business. You know, I totally understand the 100-point car theory. I also understand that none of us have to do this car thing. You no. Know, this is all elective. This is totally elective. It's not cancer. It, it, we've got to have fun with these cars and motorcycles. And if you're not, something's not right. You know, that's just my personal view. And so I think you can, you can gather 200 phenomenal cars, put them together and, uh, and not have it be about who, so who blew ribbon today and who didn't. Uh, although it's significant to win an award there, because you're winning an award that was presented by your peers, essentially, you know. And so uh, we do uh, we do the curating on the front end. You know, we just uh, we invite some pretty neat cars to show up, and uh, everybody seems to have a good time. It sounds like you do. I love hearing this, AJ. because oh, no, the I, feedback nobody, is important.
0: Nobody takes more advantage of the of the uh, of the VIP treatment you give <laughs> out than uh, I think the media there. Well <laughs> So we uh, we we are very thankful to go. I I've been twice. I will be going next year, and and hopefully continuing to go. But fantastic!
1: I, uh, well, and all credit to Quail Lodge and their signature events department. There, you know, they have a dedicated department that does nothing but produce the multiple shows. You know, there's a motorcycle show in May that we do as well. And I can tell you, the full time staff there is exceptional. They're dedicated. They're passionate, and they've got the full support of the company, which is really important. You know, yeah,
0: it's it's truly. I, I would say, and once again, zero disrespect to, yeah. to to Pebble Beach. If you can only do one event, you might want to do the Quail. Well, there you go. You you're you can not, say it. I can't. <laughs> and and that's my own personal you know take yeah. on it. At least the, the, with the Quail, you're not going to leave hungry.
1: That's true. You,
0: it, you're going to eat. There's going to be so much good food and no. so much just life around you that you it's impossible to have a bad day. And it seems like. If it's hot all week or if it's freezing all week, the quail is the 172 degree, you know, one cloud in the sky, a light, light, you know, nice light breeze. It, it seems like it's always the perfect
1: day. It kind of works. You know, I've always equated it to uh, it's like going to a five star restaurant and having a car show break out.
0: Yeah. Has there been a car from your childhood, from, you know, when you're working at that Ferrari dealership that you saw that you kind of lust over and, and, you know, and now it's sort of come full circle that, that car has been to jet center has been to the quail oh so many of them what are some of those cars
1: oh i you know i grew up uh in a little neighborhood in carmel called carmel meadows and there was a doctor at the end of the street so when i was i don't know eight nine years old he had a little 289 cobra that he'd blast by and and, uh i didn't know what it was i just knew that it was amazing and i'd make a point to be out there every day when he got home from work so i could just hear it go by Um, I managed to track that car down It it no longer owned by the same guy. He sadly passed away, but, um, he moved on, but the car didn't, the cars around. I tracked the car down, invited it to come. And it was a little bit of a reunion. I have a lot of things like that going on there. And it's not just me, you know, I, I'm constantly pairing drivers, with cars that they'd raced and maybe haven't seen for 20, 30 years or more. Uh, I do the same thing with airplanes. It's, uh, it's really satisfying, you know, these little kind of backstories that are going on. It's a, granted, it's a big hooping, hollering, fun night of, uh, of excess, uh, for lack of a better word. But there's, there's a lot of really meaningful things going on behind the scenes as it, well. It truly
0: is. It, it, it is, and it's nice to know that there's so much passion that goes into it because, you know, from the outsider's point of view, it could look like a Gatsby party. Right, um, right, but but it truly is a well thought out and well organized. Really, not and not just events, but the whole week. The whole week is is well thought out and organized.
1: You know, AJ, it's funny you say that because I was just talking the other day with a friend who'd attended. Uh, I've been to the other uh, uh, Jet Center events that go, go on across the country, and you know, it's funny when someone is doing something because it's being done somewhere else. It tends to lack a little authenticity, and I'm not saying this as a as a jab or a or a you know a, a mock or anything. It's just. If that's why you're doing it, it's like, well, let's do this because this goes on. That's not an original idea and it will feel like it. You know, I don't care what that is, you know. Whereas if you're doing something, like you said, out of passion, you're truly trying to innovate. You're trying to do something differently. It, it comes across that way, and I'm really proud of that. You know, that's something that uh, uh, my name is on that event, and, uh, you know, you only have your reputation. Um, I'm really proud of mine. I work hard to uh, to maintain it, and uh, most importantly, I really enjoy people. You know, and that's really what that night's all about. Take the equipment away, and you've got some really interesting people that have a shared passion.
0: Well, Gordon, it was uh, great to hear about the man behind the great parties. Uh, I
1: look forward to 2016,
0: and I I cannot wait to see what you do for your 25th years. If anybody wants to see more about these events, you can check out our coverage on CarStories.com. We'll post the links to our coverage from the years past, or go to McCallEvents.com. Uh, I'm sure 2016 tickets will be on sale shortly. They will be. All right. Well, Gordon, thank you so much for talking to you.
1: Thank you, AJ.